What is a memorable podcast that caused your relationship to be different? So you listened, you brought it home to each other, and something changed. It can be little or it can be big. Let's go. Who's going first? Uh, Joseph. Can it be average? It can be you said average. It could be, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, um, the sex therapist. Oh, <laughs> yes. here we go. Our number one. Our number one podcast. She just confirmed everything I was trying to teach Kayla. Oh, <laughs> 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 So what the, changed here? So what so, uh, changed uh, your yeah, sex no, life I mean, here? for Kayla, probably a lot. Um, no, we... <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> From the first oh. question, Kayla's already blushing. Yep. <laughs> you got to bring up our fight. I mean, I'm usually right, but that's cool. <laughs> It's not gonna happen. Never, no way. Let's go back. Don't show that. Story. Hang on, did I go too fast? You just jumped to purpose, which is you. You're what a visionary. I see your I'm connection a- here. <laughs> Love or work. Welcome to the Love Work Podcast. This is Jeff. And I'm Andre. Episode number 100. One double zero. I can't believe we have been on these microphones a hundred times together. I can't believe we made it. It feels like just three. It's gone by so fast. No, it feels like a long time. What? <laughs> it's been three years. Time flies when you're having fun, babe. Three years of this project. Three years. Today's a big day. We have two of our favorite guests on the show today. Oh, our favorite people because they're just our friends. But before we get to that, today is going to be really awesome and we're asking for your help. Yes. Can what we make we the announcement? Okay. I feel like 100, episode number 100 we is a big deal. Definitely. So today on Instagram, right now, you can go loverworkinstagram.com slash, just go on Instagram and look up loverwork if you don't follow us. And we are announcing the book cover. It's on there. We have a forward by Lecrae, which was so generous. Mm-hmm. The book cover is not pink or red. So, men, you can take this to your coffee shop and, oh and read about relationships and not be Jeff. embarrassed. I love it. This was very important. We have some really cool endorsements. So many people have already gotten behind it. It comes out August 18th, and today we're revealing it. It is on Amazon. You don't have to do the pre-order yet, but we are asking for some help. We're asking for people to help us with the book launch, a launch team. So today we're announcing the book. You can go on Instagram, check that out. But then secondly, we're asking for you to join our launch team. We need people to get behind our project, to get behind it, to join us in this project between now and August 18th, when it releases the first thing, if you want to join the launch team, the first thing that we're asking for people to do is buy two books. Why two do you think? Well, so we've talked about this a lot. It's important that you're having these conversations with your partner. Yes. So we want you and your partner to read it. And even if your partner won't read it, then maybe you should give that second book to somebody else. Somebody that will. But I will say this. Whenever (laughs) we have read a a marriage or relationship book together. Together. We always buy one. And literally by the third chapter, Andre's already written all over it. Or I've Mm, written on it. And that bothers each other. And we don't like each other's writings. We all need a little bit of space, specifically related books. The second thing we're asking you to do is to write a review literally that first week that it comes out. So get it and write a review. That will be a huge deal. 
in letting other people know that it's important. And then the last thing we're asking you to do in those first couple months, the first couple weeks, somewhere in there, that you would help us promote it a couple times. So if you want to be part of the launch team, that's what you're going to be committing to. Go to loverwork.com. And there's a little thing you can do there that says click on be a part of the launch team. Just give us your name and email, and we're going to help remind you. And actually, the two two of the people on the podcast today are helping us launch that with us. They are on the launch team. Yeah, so Natalia and Kayla are helping us kind of be the leaders of it. It's going to be amazing. But today, we also want to have a conversation with both of our launch team couple friends. Mm-hmm. And so today, we have Natalia and Scotty Parker. Uh, Scotty works for the Atlanta Hawks as uh, the lead head trainer there. And then we also have Joseph and Kayla Stagnero. And Joseph is a successful realtor in the Atlanta area. And Kayla works for Plywood People. Yes, these two couples are amazing friends of ours. We were able to ask them the hard questions. We kind of, honestly, we kind of made the guys feel a little... A we, little bit. We stirred it up a little bit. We stirred it up. We got to stir the pot a little bit. I mean, they'll still be friends with us. Yeah, for sure. And this is actually really fun because they are great friends. We went deep. I'm not going to even get into the three things because there's so many things they're going to talk about. This is this episode is about fun. It's about how far we've come. And it's also looking back a little bit about, you know, what you if you miss some, where you might want to dig in. Yeah, like what are some top episodes you need to go back and listen to? If you're just jumping in now or if you've missed a bunch but you don't know where to start, we got some recommendations for you. So today you get to join two of our favorite couples, favorite friends of ours. And this is, I mean, this is episode number 100, but I would give it a rating of 100. (laughs) Here we go. This is Kayla and Joseph Stagnero, Scotty and Natalia Parker. Let's go. All right, I'll give you the quick version. Um, so in college together, we meet in speech class and we we're both dating other people at the time. Um, There's some flirt- flirting going on between us, a little rivalry, you know, in the speech world. Uh, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yeah, in freshman, <laughs> freshman speech class. Who's going to get the A? Um, yeah, no, no, so our, our professor, it was kind of wild. He was old school. And he'd actually post people's names on the bulletin board outside the door like of, your the, grade? of the grade on your speech. Yeah. By gender. By gender. Oh, <laughs> it was like two even? different lists. Yeah. They didn't cross. The girl boy list? Yeah, the yeah. girl boy list. And oh so my we, gosh. we were always at the top of the list. So then it was like, all right, who's actually better? Because yeah. we're at the top of the and respective he would list. you hard like in front of the whole class. Oh, yeah. And he also had a crush on me. So there was like this love triangle going on <laughs> while we were both dating other people. So there's a lot of like moving parts. All right. Um, so that's so where there was that. There was so that. there's that. So fast forward a year. a year and both of us had broken up with our significant others. And then we reconnected when we got back to school the following fall. We ended up taking a four hour Monday night philosophy class together um, so we were stuck together for four oh, hours. Is that what you call it in college? <laughs> four hours. Is that those air quotes? Yeah, those air quotes. Yeah. yeah. So philosophy class and just started hanging out more. I didn't more. know anything in philosophy. Yeah. And so I, I, just, I loved it. That's it was like, like my favorite expertise. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then we just started hanging out more and I wasn't in a great place and I was like all over the place. Like I'm going to join the Coast Guard. I'm going to do all these things with my life. Um, I just got to get out of this place. Yeah, very unavailable. But then she was just too captivating 
Oh. And she changed my heart. No, it's true. <laughs> it, is true. <laughs> it is true. That's the super quick version. And then you got so, married right out of college? No. So we dated, we started dating December of that same year of school. Scotty graduated in the spring. And then the following school year, we like got engaged in February. And then Scotty um, does this amazing thing where he tells you something really important and then he leaves usually the next day. Wow, oh, that um, seems it's a trend. <laughs> <laughs> so he told me he liked me and he flew out the next morning to Philadelphia for a whole weekend. And then he proposed and the next day flew out to California for a week to interview at grad school. Um, I interviewed for a day and I spent the rest of the time going to the beach and stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> And then, but he proposed. But he proposed, proposed first. first, so important first. <laughs> yes, but I think it's always like a little, like even if you don't know subconscious, like if it's a rejection, like he's far away doing something else. <laughs> 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 um, so then he got into grad school. We were engaged, and his grad school was two years straight through, and he had to start in August. And so we decided that we wanted to do that together. So we got married a hundred days after we got engaged. Okay. So we just celebrated mm-hmm. 10 years last Friday. Wow. And, right. and three children. Three yes. children. Mm-hmm. Seven, five, and three. All right. All right. Let's hear the Stagnero's love story Woo-hoo. over here. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, they go so far back, y'all, yeah, that we're start? talking like... Yes. <laughs> should oh, we start? True. We're talking uh, like children. They were still babies. Yes. We actually met in middle school. Um, and we... But what oh, she's referring to is we were in like the same children's yeah. church oh, yeah. when we were babies. Right. Like the same nursery. Yes. Our they parents were in a nursery knew each other. Together. <laughs> That's what? crazy. Which, that is, that's got to be the record is, of anyone I know. Yes. <laughs> record on yeah, the podcast? Yeah. It might. <laughs> the love really started <laughs> very early. Unless our moms like put their bellies together. You can't bet much you have a picture. No, we don't have a picture. No nursery. Parents have confirmed it, but we, yeah, obviously have no recollection. That's true. We don't have any records. All right, but the love story or the friend story started in middle school. We are friends in middle school, and Joseph, he was homeschooled until sixth grade. You got to bring that up. (laughs) (laughs) Prerequisite. (laughs) (laughs) When he came to public school, he was girl crazy. And we were friends in middle school, started dating freshman year. But before me, I guess at two and a half years of Joseph's public school career, he had 14 girlfriends. Oh my goodness. Okay. He's like the Will Chamberlain of sixth graders. <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking about, I mean, some of them were like a phone call. Like we wouldn't even like see each other in person. Somehow we're dating, you know, I think that yeah. we're together, whatever, and then a breakup. You know, but, just typical middle school. Yeah, yeah you just, you're standard. The just the standard. Right. Yeah, to call standard. the home phone. <laughs> somebody picks. Dial you, it up. Yeah. You kick somebody off the internet because yeah, you yeah. picked up the phone. Yeah, it's that whole thing. Yes. But yeah, so we actually started dating freshman year high school. We were together. Yeah, I mean, since then, it was like all four years of high school. We had a very small group of friends who were still friends with to this day 
Hang on, I think you skipped over a very important part. Some boy about band. A band. Some boy band. Uh, boy band would be. Uh, uh, I'd be happier if it was a boy band. It was like a rock band. Uh, he's so, a rock star. Yeah, you could say that. You know. Um, <laughs> so I was at every yeah, show. I, I sold all the merch. Yeah. <laughs> and all the Can merch the means like she sold like girl. eight shirts to our parents. But yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was definitely like a, uh, definitely part of our story. Um, so yeah, there was this, we were really good friends, like when we started dating. And so that kind of continued. We had a real small group of friends and then college, Kayla went away for a year. We kind of like, you know, reset our relationship from like, all right, high school, we're together all the time to like, all right. You kind of figure out who you are. I'll figure out who I am sort of separately uh, because like we said, like we literally grew up together. So I think that was a really pivotal year for us to be like, okay, you are happy being who you are. I'm happy being who I am. And we still want to be together. So then uh, a couple years later, I guess. Yeah, we... We're together six years and we got married when we were 21. So yeah. I think this year we celebrated, I guess, nine years of being married. Yeah. 15 years since we were 15. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty crazy. Oh, that's amazing. And that's amazing. we got two kids. Yep. They're two and three. That's about it. Littles, littles. Very little. So Very sweet. cryy. All right, so we, since this is the 100th podcast, 100. we 100. are going to be talking a little bit about the podcast. And um, so let's start with the first one. What is a memorable podcast that caused your relationship to be different? So you listened, you brought it home to each other, and something changed. It can be little or it can be big. Let's go. Who's going first? Uh, Joseph. Could it be average? It can be average. It could be, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, we, um, the sex therapist. Oh, <laughs> yes. here we go. Our number one. Our number one podcast. She just confirmed everything I was trying to teach Kayla. Oh, <laughs> 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 So what the, changed here? So what so, changed uh, uh, your yeah, sex no, life? I mean, here? for Kayla, probably a lot. Um, no, we. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> From the first all, question, Kayla's already blushing. All joking aside, uh, that was, you know, I think a pretty big podcast for you guys to do, and uh, yeah, it gave these like really kind of like taboo subjects that shouldn't be taboo. They're just like general sex life questions and like uh, adult conversation, right? Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's just part of adulting. Yeah. I think right. it helped give yeah. us some language that I at least didn't have. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. Gave, gave us like a way to talk about some things that I think we both wanted to figure out. Yeah. And I think it was just like a very healthy, um, Yep, way of communicating stuff that is either like it's coming from um like immature guy's perspective usually or like a uh 
just a completely different perspective for Kayla. This was like, okay, here is just sort of almost like a um, clinical way of talking about something that is very emotional and um, yeah, yeah. I think one of my other favorite things from that podcast was the four 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 that so she good. talked about because I think it's this idea that. Each person in the relationship should have four hours to themselves each week and then four hours. It, it's a goal for the couple to also have four hours for themselves, like away yes. from the kids in a different environment. Mm-hmm. And I know for us, having a two and three-year-old, that's not totally realistic. And so that's something I feel like we've been figuring out, okay, how can we do this like one, 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 one hour yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. and then work up to two hours and kind of figure that out. And at least in my mind, I've thought about it that way. Some, um, like, I've oh, only I been thinking so about good. the sex part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in turn, yeah. well, <laughs> that concept I think makes made, sex better. Yeah. It made so much sense. I think too, for the Lori Watson one, something that I really appreciated was she tackled postpartum mm. and she touched on things that I had never heard clinically from my midwife or OB necessarily you go to your six-week checkup and they're like you're healed (laughs) carry on go home that's what I heard I remember after the six weeks (laughs) and that there's like all of this hormonal things happening and your body is still doing things and yet Scotty calls it the winter of like pregnancy just happened of like mm-hmm. you mm. were so uncomfortable for so long sex was maybe not as consistent or as often or as nor- like what you were used to and so then you hear six weeks and there's a pressure that it's like well I get it's been and nothing down there feels normal no, yet mm-hmm. no and it's been 10 <laughs> months of this like crazy but it suddenly should be. It shouldn't. Yeah, it should be normal. okay. And right. so she just talked about that. That's almost like a two-year thing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. there's a this two, and I was like, yeah, because for about until my youngest was not even, yeah, one and a half or two, was I finally normal. feeling like normal back to like pre-kids, yeah. even. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that Lori just put some good things around. That's very clinical and it's mm-hmm. very normal. Yeah. Air quotes. Yeah. But that's not what is really communicated to you as a postpartum mother. Right. And then obviously you're in a we're in a marriage. So then you feel another pressure. So I just Yeah. That was one thing. But I remember the four four four. I think we tried to implement that a little bit. <laughs> Scotty gets lots of alone time. Well, I, I used to pre-COVID. Yeah. But uh, not anymore. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so Scotty, what was your thing? podcast? Oh, All right. So, I mean, everyone in here, they just grabbed the most obvious low-hanging fruit. The <laughs> Mount the Mount Rushmore, episode 42. Everybody knows. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. So, I'm going to zig while everyone zags. Oh, nice. Um, uh, so, one of the ones, and this is actually episode 77, and we listened to this one together. Um, it was the Purpose in Coconuts. Oh. That one spoke to me. That was by well, our host right here, Jeff and Andre. I listened to it while I listen to the podcast when they come out every morning while I'm working out at the Y. And I listen to them on the treadmill when I'm warming up. She's our most loyal. <laughs> humble brag. And humble brag. <laughs> but I remember listening to this and this was like the questions that you had been turning over for well, a long time. And they like just talked about it directly. 
Yeah, no, it was, um, it was exactly that stuff that I've been kind of rattling around in my brain. And for, if you haven't listened to the episodes, which you should have. <laughs> um, so, He's listening uh, to six, guys. <laughs> a, a, a point that they were making is, so like when you get out of college, you get out of undergrad or you get out of grad school, I'm a millennial and a lot of people in my generation just expect that like the second you get out, you should be doing your passion, living your purpose and getting paid full time for that. And that was definitely the mindset that I had. Um, A really funny story. I'll just take you back real quick. I wish I would have had this advice 10 years ago. So I had finished my undergrad and I was literally out of school for three weeks and I'd always wanted to work in pro sports. I always wanted to work in the NFL or the NBA and I got an interview with the Minnesota Timberwolves like three weeks out of college. And I was like, oh, look at this. It's all coming together. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't get the job. And I was like devastated. Like I just you like, like questioned mm-hmm. like no, I was, your I was, path I was, in the yeah, world. I was like, I was like, God hates me. I was like, had this, I have no purpose. Yeah, I, no I purpose. was like, I, I became like this, like very nihilistic for like a month. And I was just like, nothing matters. Like <laughs> whatever. And I was like, super so emotional. Dev- super emotional, like all bummed out about it. You're not emotional either. And I remember like we went to Lian Chin, which is this like Chipotle for Chinese food in in the Twin Cities. And I was just like looking, I was like grasping for straws. And so I go to open my fortune cookie and I crack it open and there's nothing inside. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yo, this has never happened before. Like this is definitely a sign. Like it's just nothing. No no fortune, no purpose, no anything. No future. No future. So that's why it spoke so much to me because like I had this a mindset adopted that wasn't helpful. Um, but then to hear you 10 years later unpack that and be like, no, you might have to like, you go out there and grind and you work and you figure it out and you keep those passions and you keep um, exploring those passions and purposes and maybe it turns into a side project. And then maybe over the course of 20 years, that can turn into your full-time work, but don't necessarily expect that. And I was like, oh, if I had had the proper expectations at the time and someone to coach me through that, like that minute would have made a world of difference at that time in my life. So it still spoke to me um, today when I listened to it. So listen up, you young bucks. Listen yeah. up. <laughs> listen up. <laughs> you gotta grind. And this one's from recent. Is Halt from episode, I think it was The Holders. Uh-huh. Oh, The Holders. Yeah. They talked about Halt, like when you're in a, I don't know, emotional place or like before you make a big decision or have a big conversation. Like, are you hungry? Are you angry? Are you lonely? Or are you tired? Like before you enter into those places, I was like, yes. <laughs> this is not safe. And like, even just like when you're having big discussions, like to almost self-evaluate. I'm a feeler. So I usually enter a lot of feeling conversations <laughs> with some of those things happening. That's good. Um, so yeah, that was something that's been really recent that I heard. One. That was so good. All right. So we are in the COVID era still mm. it's a never-ending COVID era so we'll just say it, it's the era um so how has the tension of love and work been different now let's start with Kayla and Joseph cool um so man when it first started I think I was definitely in denial right <laughs> big time <laughs> it's like so it like, what is like two weeks and then like, tomorrow, like I tomorrow, I can go back to work. I think it's going to be longer. And then the next day, I can go back to work tomorrow, right? <laughs> and it was very shocking. I, um, after we had our first child, I went back to work full time, you know, after maternity leave. And then after our second child, I went back part time. 
But I knew pretty quickly that once we kind of stabilized and figured things out that I wanted to be back full time. So being at home COVID during COVID and us both trying to work full-time jobs and be with these kids all day long who are normally with like their sweet little nanny um, was really hard for me. I like struggled big time. Um, was, yeah, just put a lot of expectations on myself that mm-hmm. not other people were putting on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually, I mean, I think we both got to a point, but I got to a point. Joseph was ready to ask for help earlier, but I kept pushing it off, kept pushing it off. And then finally we brought our nanny back. Um, and that was a huge, huge help. What would you add? Yeah. I mean, I think the, I completely agree. That was, uh, there was a, a big shift once we had help. Um, but I was thinking about this, how we are, um, even with that, we're either working or uh, spending time with the kids. And there's this, you know, great, we're spending a ton of time together. There are all these like new memories we're having of hikes and doing all this stuff because we're having more and more time with them, which is amazing. But I think like we are, Kayla and I's relationship can suffer some in that because there's no time for the two of you. There's almost yeah. no alone time unless you're kind of getting it through work. But then it's like, you're not really doing like date nights no. or anything like that. And uh, yeah, I think that we're realizing now that there's um, how important those are when it's like we don't have that as an option. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's something that we're now that we're getting further and further along. It's like, okay, it's time to to start implementing some of those things that, you know, we had been doing before. Make yeah. those deposits back into your relationship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. It's funny though, I, um, because when you're spending as much time as we spend with our partner during COVID, mm-hmm. I, I've been thinking like, it was kind of like when we dated in college, when you spend all the time together, like literally yeah. over the course of 48 hours, you might have three fights that are big. Yep. And then you recover and forgive each other and you move on. And then there was three of the best moments of the last 48 hours too, that normally would last over two months or something, you know? Right. Anyway, I, I could, Everything's condensed. Yeah. Yes. What about you guys? Um, we, we're in the middle of a season that we are, Scotty's job allows us to have a pretty rigid schedule, which is pros and cons, but the security of it is that it never changes. And so we're in the middle of a season and a rhythm that we find where he travels a lot. Um, I solo parent. When he's home, we're really involved in his work and what he's doing. And it stopped. And it stopped really abruptly. And we entered in like a lot of people with adrenaline like this is so sweet and exciting and this is not going to last very long and this is we're just going to take time and do all these things together and paint the house and like excited, excited that you are going to be together because we've never been all all together as a family without his work that that long at like the 2 week mark ever and wow. so cuz the shift is like literally overnight it went from you're on the road 
four days a week, maybe three, 70% of the time, 70% of the time. And then even when I'm home, you know, maybe working 14, 15 hour days. So I'm not necessarily at home, home. Um, and so, yeah, when it just came to a screeching halt, yeah. it was super exciting. And then after the novelty it's kind like of wore off, you're weeks. like, so what after now? After the honeymoon phase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The honeymoon phase. It was, it was that. The kids loved it. They were happy. They were thankful. They were excited. I got to like, not single, uh, solo parent. We say solo parenting um, mm. for so much of it. Um so then when it wore off, then what? Then it wore off. And like Jeff was saying, that then like what used to take weeks and weeks and weeks to like have good moments and fights, it was like nonstop. And it felt like it was just, <laughs> I don't know. It just felt chaotic yeah, in our home. Chaos. We <laughs> couldn't find a rhythm. We couldn't find anything that could be structure because it felt, yeah, it was the novelty wore off. And... I don't know. We lost, we lost it at some point. It was like the six week <laughs> the mark. COVID we like crazy. lost it. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it was. Um, and yet we weren't enjoying each other either because we were taking care of our kids all day. Our kids are, one was in first, is in first grade. Um, and then the other two would be like pre-K age. And so try to homeschool and do anything with the other two to try to keep them out of her hair where, where her requirements were even a little bit higher than pre-COVID because of school um, closing. We just were like trying to just keep up. So we actually left Atlanta because mm -hmm. it felt too big and too much. Mm -hmm. um, we you actually went, went to the country. We went know? to the country. Yeah. Yeah. We, we like left the city because it felt so intense. Everything felt so intense. Going to the grocery store, getting takeout. I mean, nothing was open. It's just everything started to just feel so intense. And Scotty hit a point where... Yeah, I was like, I got to get out of here. And for context too, we have a three-bedroom townhouse and there's no yard. And so when you have three little kids just bouncing off the walls all day, just yeah. driving you crazy, it's like, this is... We're not going to make yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So we actually physically left to reset. Mm -hmm. um, for both of us, it was really helpful. We went to family with lots of space, lots of things that are n normal for our kids. So we didn't have to be a lead on everything. It was like they could go run free with cousins and they could go run free with grandparents and they could do things they love to do. And we didn't feel like we had to entertain in a yeah. confined space. Um, and then I think we got, I mean, things recovered. Yeah. It's so interesting how, you know, every family or couple or relationship, this moment, you'll never forget this moment. And it changed in some way, everything drastically, but yet each story is so completely different. different. Yeah. 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 All right. So since the ladies well, let's give have this question listened a to a few yeah. more podcasts than the men. Literally these two have listened friends. to every single one. Yeah. The and women. The women. Scotty and Joseph. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they both have listened to the sex episode. They dabble. They, they dabble. dabble. They dabble. Let's That's ask them. Nice Let's ask them how many episodes they've listened yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. How many episodes have you listened to? Honest. What are you talking about? Full episodes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dabble. It's a little bit here and there. I actually kind of surprised myself in, I thought I had listened to more all the way through. And I realized I had started it like five or six. And I listened to Two. Two okay. all the way through. From two beginning to end. Okay. Scotty? He showed me the ones that were like on his phone, like saved on his phone. And it was the sex ones and yeah. the one titled Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 it's 
Like I love that. So stereotypical. Such a dude. How many? Uh, so I out there in the hallway before we got in here, I said seven or eight, and I thought that was true. But then when I was just looking at the episodes, I think it's closer to like five. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they like over. I was hoping for the best, but when All I looked right. through my played episodes, so yeah, go for it. So Kayla and Natalia. Uh, what is an episode then that you wish your partner would listen to? It's this a good is, question. This is literally projecting on your partner. Right? <laughs> okay, but so take notes, I'm, I'm taking notes right, right now. Is it shaming? Okay, so both Kayla and I were kind of similar. We wrote, we wrote lists. We did. <laughs> we did yeah. some oh, you research. Got lists? More so than one. I went back through and I looked at the ones that I could remember where I was, and it impacted me in a moment. Mm. I'm a feeler, so I could, it was a feel. I was folding laundry or I was walking on the treadmill. Um, but so there's, you guys have a few people who've come through who are like extreme creatives and they've learned to take that and they've learned to like purpose their life mission, but their family mission around that. And that's something that we naturally lean towards. And so I was always just impacted to see like, oh, we're not the only ones or, it, you know, and to see how they've done it ahead of us. Some have done it without kids, but they, you can tell that they make intentional decisions and the failures they've had, um, they've overcome, which is the best part of hearing a story is to hear other people go through it before you. Um, and so some of those, I mean, number 49 with Taylor Levy and Che Wei, that one was just so good to hear. They're literally inventors. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They did one of their talks. You'll love this. One of their talks at a conference wearing their baby. Yeah. Like, like I didn't even know that, but that's like my heart. And that is our, I mean, we just like to be on mission. That uh, is kind of funny because even our interview, they were in their car parked yes. on the side of the road in New York and the baby was in the back sleeping. sleeping. They're like, well, They're like, we, we got know one we got hour till this baby wakes up. <laughs> yeah. And then another one was one. Tina and Frank Fernandez. They talk a lot about getting on the same page as like with your life and your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just think hearing people ahead of you and that is great. And then um, the other ones were just people ahead of us in parenting. Mm. Like, stages ahead of us, but even the ones that are just ahead of us or like how they intentionally do things that they've seen results in already. Um, so who is one of those? Well, it's my favorite. Beverly and Todd Sandell. Oh, yeah. They do the citizen, citizen of, of the family, family. and their the family. economics, like teaching their kids about money. And like, that's a goal we have, but they've like done it. So they're like literally professional parents. Yes. I think that they, <laughs> yes. True, you like, can hear it too. Yeah. Like when they talk and like, and you guys are just far ahead enough. Their kids are like middle school, high school. And yeah. so our kids are in entering elementary. So it's like to hear that, what we could start doing now would be so helpful. Um, and then Frank and Connie Sabo, they've been married for 45 years. I mean, <laughs> let's just, yeah, it's interesting. Learn. Um, both of those people, Andre and I, had had a chance to have dinner with other times, and we okay. go back to things we learned. In the, I remember when we did that interview with the Sandels, we brought up all these things we had learned in this one dinner, and they were like, we told you that? Like, you remember that? It was like three years previously. It's like... But we'd still been thinking, thinking about, about it. it. Yeah. All yeah. right, Kayla. What's Kayla, yours? Joseph, what's yours? are you taking notes? What's are your you recommendation? ready? What are we talking about? <laughs> 
um, okay. I think I have two that I think you would enjoy. Oh. Um, one was Steve and Sarah Double Jam. They're yes. the founders of um, the Wilderness and Darling Media. Mm. And I loved their interview. They talked about just this concept. I mean, it's it's simple, but I loved the way they talked about it. This concept of being on the same team. Mm-hmm. But some weeks it's team Sarah or some weeks it's team Steve. And they have this kind of like constant conversation they have kind of going back and forth like, okay, whose team is it? Do we need to switch teams? Is it, um, I don't know. I just love that. And I think it's like we have these kind of busy seasons that I think are, um, they fluctuate between us. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then the other one that I think is really good, I feel like every couple should listen to it, is the Trip and Hannah one. Yes. Where they talk about this idea of no secrets. And um, I think it's just so important that... Um, that's like a value of families and how we can, um, like, I find myself thinking about that, like, concept, like, no secrets. Like, I don't want to have secrets with Joseph, whether that's how I'm feeling or, like, a question I have. And so, yeah, you should definitely listen to that one. Mm, Noted. Those are good ones. Man, if, now, so, you have some homework. Boys. Guys. I'm, I'm locked Boys. in. Boys. I mean, I just feel like if you, okay, we started with the sex episode. Yep. Yeah. And I'm saying if you guys did your homework, the Mm. chances of things turning out on your, Mm. as a benefit, (laughs) could be high. I'm just trying to help you guys out. Done. If you dropped a quote, like just even a quote in like your conversation. I feel like it would be a great night. Like a nice pillow talk, sort yeah. of. Oh. Just slide that yeah, in. You're laying She's going to be all over you. <laughs> all Baby, over you're like, you're about to go to bed. I was, it's funny. I was listening to what Sarah Double Dam and Husband. <laughs> hey, when, when I sent you guys a thumbs up emoji, I'll know you it. You already know. <laughs> yeah. okay. But I do want to transition and talk about this because I think one thing that Honor and I have realized in the middle of this. I mean, we look at it in our stats. We understand like women way more are educating themselves on these topics in relationship. Way more than men. So, and and so I want to ask both of you two again, like, why do you think that is? Like how, and, and how can, because I know there's probably people listening right now that are like, man, I'm learning this stuff. How can I convince my partner to join me in this? Is that something... I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, when I saw this question, I had like so many different thoughts running through my head. Um, my first thought, which I don't think I fully agree with, but it was the first thing that came to my head was laziness. <laughs> but I don't think that's necessarily like... <laughs> oh, <laughs> the, it's not okay. like the sole answer. <laughs> that's okay. It's this idea, I think too, that I think there's stigma attached for people to like work on their relationships. It Mm. means something's like deeply inherently wrong, but I don't think that's necessarily the case. I mean, I think there's things that are wrong, but there's a stigma attached to it. Even like just going to counseling, whether it's by yourself or as a couple, there's a stigma. Um, And then I think sometimes, I know for at least Joseph, speak into this if you want, um, you have like so many hobbies And that's just a part of like who you are. I don't think that's necessarily like male, female. Um, But you just have so many hobbies that I think it's just easier to like listen to other things. Yeah. I I thought about this a little bit like I think now that I'm (laughs) 
definitely warranted that I could be lazy and <laughs> I'm not gonna deny it. <laughs> but I do think there's a part of like uh how he grew like just kind of traditional um and I think in a lot of ways like toxic uh, masculinity mm. w- that we have been taught that you know the the women are and the wives are like working on the marriage and doing things at the house and the men are working and uh like they're yeah just focused on these other things and so the relationship piece i think is uh taught that that's not really like our responsibility and even me growing up like uh in a era where that is not as blatant as it was for my parents' generation and for their parents' generation, it was a, like a lot more uh, prevalent. And so I think some of those things are still ingrained in my head where it's like we are actively fighting against the those, uh, you know, just... Uh, gender roles. Gender roles, traditional yeah. relationship um, roles. But I think still when I have it, when I open my phone and I have a choice of what podcast I'm going to listen to, it's like I'm, it's, there's something in the back of my head that's just saying like, oh, like that's something where, you know, you you don't really need to learn about this right now. Like, oh, this thing looks more interesting. Like, let's just click on that. And I think, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but is there a piece in your head that's saying like, oh, this is so important. Like I... Somebody has to listen to it. <laughs> Somebody. Somebody's got to do this Somebody. work. Somebody's uh, got to do the work. Yeah. You know, how would that make you guys feel if you if your partner was engaging in that? Not, not so much about our podcast. Like, it's not a yeah. promotion for our podcast. But knowing that your partner is wanting to grow for the sake of your relationship. You're a feeler, Natalia. Yeah. How does that, how would that make you feel? I mean, it make me feel, it make me feel like they were invested and make me feel loved. You, I'm looking at you. Oh, okay, but, you don't want um, to start listening. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, and I go back to what you guys are saying, like laziness. I also think it's passivity. Like, there's a passiveness about it that, like, our marriage is going to just make it, and so these other pressing things, existential for Scotty, like he loves theology and philosophy. And he wants, he's always growing in that area. It's like, this is going to make it. We know it's going to make it kind of almost a passiveness that it doesn't take a lot of work, which then makes me feel like I'm not worth the work or we're not Mm. worth the work. Like, is this worth it? Because what you're being, we're being told is if you don't work on your marriage now, when these kids leave, you're going to be roommates. And so then it's like, well, then we should start working now. Maybe this isn't our issue right now, or maybe this isn't it, but like, to just continue to learn about that. So yeah, that that is kind of my like overall, when I thought of this question, trying to like target it because like Joseph, Scotty has a lot of other interests, which I don't think is unusual by mm. any means. Um, but when he's listening on his commute, his choices are usually what he is into mm-hmm. and getting like deeper into that. And it it's not, it's not this genre. <laughs> well, I, I think it's cool because I, I, I realistically don't think there's a lot of men that will have listened to 100 episodes of Love or Work podcast. I just yeah. don't. Like, yeah. realistically, and we've talked about this at length, like, it's just not something dudes are going to do. Yeah. Okay. But 
I do love what just happened a minute ago where the two of you are like, actually, these specific episodes were meaningful to me. And I think they could be meaningful to you. And so I think about people that are listening. I'm like, you know, what might that look like if you proactively engage your partner? And, you know, it could be flip-flop. I could be over gender profiling this yeah. dilemma. It could be a guy listening that wants their their partner to be good. And so it, I want to encourage people, like, if if you want your significant other to listen, be very specific in this time and be like, you know, I listened to this specific thing and I think it can specifically help us or help you. And I want to talk about it. It reminded me of what um, this genie and Jarrett Stevens talked about those clean, um, clean agreements where it's like, Hey, I want you to listen to this podcast. Will you Scotty, will you listen to this podcast? And then we have a date night on Thursday and and we're going to talk talk about about it. it. And will you agree to that? You know, like really yeah. be... It's a clean yeah. agreement where it's like, it's not just like somewhere in the fade. future yeah. that will fade away. Like listen be- to the Lover Work podcast. Yeah. Right. Well, in general. Yeah. And the ones, you, Scotty, you've listened to are the ones that I've recommended. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Naturally. Yep. And, and that's my love language too. Like when I send someone a podcast or a book or something and they read it or listen to it and get back to you me. You know how it makes you feel. Yeah, I'm so like, good. yeah. So anytime yeah. there's a specific one, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it for sure. But I think it is just like the vague abstract, like, oh, listen to the podcast. But yeah. But when you like give me specific episodes and now I got a list. So I'm I'm locked in and good to go. I love it. All right. So Kayla and Joseph, how do you think partnership and marriage is changing today? I think Joseph a little bit alluded to it and some of the changes from the previous generation. But what do you think it looks like to you right now? And how do you think um, you want to move forward in that? Yeah, I think, I mean, for me, it's kind of funny when I think back. um, Before becoming a parent, I always just in my head thought of myself as like being like, um, being at home, not working. And I started to realize when I was thinking about that, I realized I'd never even considered the option of working. Um, And I just was like, I'm going to do what my mom did um, in a lot of ways. And I started realizing, oh, I had all these friends who were also working and becoming moms or were moms. And so I remember Joseph um, encouraging me in that. He was like, I mean, if you want to try working and being a mom, do that. Um, And I remember that having such a big impact on me. Because it was like, well, if I hate it, I'll just, I'll be home with the kids and do that work there. Um, and I remember that being such a gift to me, him saying that, yes, go and work. Um, and so I feel like one thing we're always kind of fighting for in our relationship, and obviously we don't do it perfect, but is just more shared responsibilities between the two of us, especially since we're both working. Um, and if you saw our pile of laundry, you would see that we've both neglected the, that responsibility. <laughs> yeah, we'll <laughs> that's like the norm. Yes. Um, but I think that's something that like is different than maybe like our parents um, and that we're just kind of always having this conversation back and forth about shared responsibilities. And that idea of like, I never had in my head that you were going to like be at home with the kids or like that there was going to be any, like, I don't know. We were going to figure it out step by step. And I think, again, like that is different than what our parents' generation uh, would have done. Yeah. Or did do. 
Kayla, I know that you appreciate when I um, give you time to process something before I answer, but I actually want you to respond to this question in real time. Great. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. She, she's great. This is it. This is great. <laughs> the temperature's this going isn't, up. This isn't you okay? bad. You are one of the few people that have completely... Well, you've been a part of the project the entire time, all the way back from when we were trying to figure out where to park the Airstream. Three years. And you've seen all the research. You've read literally every word that we wrote, including ones that we cut, cut. out. Mm-hmm. Why do you think this book is important and why do you or what do you hope would happen with this project mm. like this is my my opportunity from a for an endorsement from you oh um i think it's super easy for um for us to just be complacent in our relationships and our work and our family and i think kind of seeing and hearing from all these different people, realizing that it's just constant everyday work can be discouraging, but I also think it's encouraging. And so I think this book and this project um, is that. It's like a a guide and a kind of encouragement for all of us, like how to keep going um, and reevaluating and asking new questions and um, yeah, figuring it out together. All right, so Scotty and Natalia, how do you think partnership and marriage is changing today? So to piggyback off of Kayla and Joseph, I that was one thing I jotted down is just generationally, I think it's changing where women are able, more able people are making it more possible to work outside the home. Employers are making it more possible for women to have babies come back to the workforce and do that ebb and flow cycle. Um, I also think that women are seeing it's possible, so they're asking for it. And in tandem with that, then there are shared responsibilities. In our case, my dream was to be at home with the kids. And so for us, our rhythm works because this is what I want to do. I want to be home with them when they're little and we do hybrid homeschool. So I'm part of their education because we value that. Um, so I see it as my full-time It is a full-time job. It is my full-time job, but I enjoy it and have always wanted that. Um, and so in that, we've also had to say that not all household chores are mine because I'm also investing educa- into education and other things. And so some of those gender roles that our parents may have done, our grandparents may have done, um, trade off and on and ebb and flow depending on Scotty's travel schedule. So I do a lot in in season when I solo parent, like take out the trash all the time because I have to, or it'll be five days before that happens. But then when he's home, he also picks up a lot of things that he doesn't necessarily need to do. He does all of his own laundry. He keeps all his stuff like taken care of. So I'm not always going behind picking up after an adult. Yeah. I mean, I think like from my upbringing growing up in rural Midwest and there were like super clearly defined, like this is what the husband does. This is what the wife does. But I never like latched onto any of that for whatever reason. I was just kind of like, it was like Teflon. It just like slid off. It never 
affected me in any way. So I never had any preconceived notions going into a marriage. Like I do a lot of the cooking, like I clean the bathrooms. Um, and so there was never really like a fight or an argument or anything. It's just like, this needs to be done. I'm like, cool. Like, I don't really care. I'll do it. Like, it's, it's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. And then even in the baby years, I feel yeah. like you did everything you could when he could. So he baby wore the baby around the house or did everything he could do. So I think that's changing in marriages is this like we're both raising the infant and the Mm -hmm. child and the toddler. They're not just fun kids when they're able to throw a ball. And so I think just that is becoming more gray for the better, I think. All right. So we have to ask every couple, Kayla and Joseph, is it possible to change the world, stay in love and raise a healthy family? You want to do that? say it on the count of three? <laughs> One, two, three. No. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. I love it. Yes. With a lot of work and compromises and changes of definitions along the way. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think it's definitely possible. I think the, um, the how has to change in each season. Mm, and if we're good. talking about Changing the world for the better, maybe not, but for the worse, for sure, <laughs> we can definitely do that. <laughs> I'm, ins- I'm inspired now. So I thought about this question a lot um, because he's heard it a lot. I have heard it a lot. So I would have said like when when I was 22 and I'm talking earlier, I've been yes, absolutely, because I was so idealistic and I was like, yes, you know, I can change the world, and now you know, that I'm 32 and I've, you know, lived a little bit longer. I'm just like, understand the realism, like change is hard. Like it's hard to change yourself. Um, So that's a a pretty tall ambition to think that you can change the world. So kind of the way I approach it now is, um, and this is from Stephen Covey, you know, where he says, start with the end in mind. So when I start each day now, I want to make decisions of my future self being like, I'm proud of the decisions I made today. I'm proud of how I treated my wife. I'm proud of how I treated my kids because I do think that the present moment creates the future and the present moment also touches eternity. So if you can make the most of each opportunity that you have and live in a way that you would be proud of looking back on it, I think the world changes. It's a byproduct of that. Damn, mic drop right there. (laughs) That was good. What about you, Natalia? So I've heard this question a lot. Actually, a hundred times. hundred times. I've heard this question a hundred times. Scotty's heard it five. You've heard <laughs> yeah. it a hundred. I know, but that's all he, Scotty needs. Scotty needs once and he'll think about it for a year. Um, I've heard it a lot and I've heard lots of different answers and I've heard lots of different perspectives. And like Scotty said, change the world is so big. But something that we're really reckoning right now with is legacy. What does our legacy look like? And we've talked about a lot. Um, And just that what you're pouring in in the house and what you're pouring in in the kids, we see history and we see how change is made. And so, like he said, the present moment really gives opportunity for change. And so just pouring in those hours of school and all the bickering and um, the sweet moments, I do believe that we will change the world in the circles we t- we touch. Um, stay in love. I think that is totally possible. 
Um, I think you have to fight for it really hard. That I think would probably have not been my answer 10 years ago. I'm like, that's the easy part. Let's just, yeah. Like we can figure out work and we'll like try to change the world. But definitely that is, oh yeah, that is work. And so... Raise a healthy raise family. A healthy family. Um, that's why I want to learn from the people I want to learn from. Like to raise a healthy family. Um, and the definition behind that, what does healthy look like? Does it look like them going out into the world and being good adults? Or what is good? Um, and so I think a healthy family for us is giving them a solid foundation that they feel safe in and feel loved in and that they know where their value is and where their worth is so that when they leave our home, they can live out into that where they go. And now it's time for the breakdown. Well, there you have it, people. The episodes you should listen to. Yes. I guess number one was sex. (laughs) Lori Watson. (laughs) They all went there. I didn't even bring it up. Everybody loves that one. Everybody wants to talk about sex on the 100th episode. (laughs) Oh, that was a good one. But yeah, so now you have some recommendations to go back to. And then really, we just want to say thank you uh, for those of you who have been with us and listening. And I can't believe it's 100. Um, And but we're going to keep going. Oh, through our book. We're going to keep going. We'll see how long we keep going. And again, if you want to be part of the launch team, remember, please reach out to us. Even if you go to the website, if you don't go to the website, reach out on Instagram, anything. Just like raise your hand in any form or fashion and say, I want to help launch this book. We need your help. This project is not just about Andre and I. It's about all of us trying to do something in a different way, making relationships better going forward. That's right. So thank you for listening all of the episodes and even up to this 100th and that's another episode of love Love or work Produced by Matt Owen for Soul Graffiti Productions.